because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. 24-7 Comedy Radio. I want to do horror stuff with my friends. Step out of that shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on shantigreen.com to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on ShantiGreen.com in the beautiful Silver Lake Studios. The Green Room is, of course, presented by our good friends over at 247Comedy.com. Make sure you log on there. You get their great iHeartRadio app or uh, a channel, rather, their channel on the iHeartRadio app. 24-7 streaming stand-up comedy. A lot of uh, hilarious stand-up comedians on there. And a big shout-out to all you guys clicking on the Amazon link. January 2012, the highest... Um, month of all time for the Amazon sponsorship. I know I appreciate that. And I know my left-hand man, my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lysico, appreciates it as well. Logan, what's happening? Spadoinkle, Sean. All right. Good start. Wait, what's that from? It's from uh, Cannibal the Musical. Cannibal the Musical? Mm-hmm. No, Spadoinkle Day. <laughs> no, wait, what? That's uh, Trey and Trey Matt. Trey Parker and Matt Stone's first movie before even Orgasmo. It's a, kind of a shitty movie, but... Now, what made you think that? Were you watching that recently? Uh, no, I, no, I was just trying to <laughs> come up just with a the, funny greeting. Just the strand rattling around Basically, the old... I googled funny greetings and <laughs> went a couple pages down so that people couldn't <laughs> Google it and find out that I used Google, but All right. now I'm saying it. Well, uh, Logan, fortunately, I googled funny comedians and I came up with this next man's information and we were lucky to have him on the program. <laughs> That's no way true. Mr. <laughs> impossible. Mr. Hampton Yout. Hampton, thanks for coming on the program, Let's man. Let's go back. You googled... <laughs> Funny comedians information. Yep. Named Hampton. The, that's amazing. You well, yeah, the, my name is Hampton. <laughs> you were the first person who came up. Hampton Young. Yeah, number one. You just type in comedy. You got it, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. Now I know. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I know you're an East Coaster as well. You're originally from Virginia. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Born. Now you were you raised. were born in Virginia. What part of Virginia? Uh, Warrington, Virginia. So it's kind of northern. Uh, it's uh, typical with a lot of big cities. Like it's an hour. And some change outside of D.C. And you just go anywhere around cities, you know, an hour out. It's total rural yeah. country. I mean, it's, you know, so it was a we... town of like 2,000 oh, when, wow. when, 2000. Gro- when I was growing up. Wow. And then by the time I left, which was like, you know, two years ago, it was like 6,000. Oh, okay. You know, so not that much. So Growth slowly spirit. growing, but not too crazy. Like, yeah. what was... What, what do you do for fun? Now, I know you actually talk about that. I've heard your I've heard your comedy about it. But what do you what do you do for fun in a in a town of two thousand people? How many kids were in your high school? Uh, oh boy, uh, that I had to go to another town to go to that high school. So that one was probably like five hundred or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was it was a big it was big. It was kind of like and uh, typical with just like Friday Night Lights. Like the high school is the thing. To do, yeah. Go, even if you graduate high school, you're still coming yeah. back. You go watch the football games. I never went to a single one, and and like you, you know. But the sports are really big in the in the towns, and yeah, I didn't really do. I read a lot of comic books as a kid, and so I, were, I hung out with a lot of degenerates. That was kind of my okay. Now we're talking uh, degenerate in what way? Like uh, dudes who like to party, people who love poetry <laughs> and hate authority. You know, like I, in high school, I hung out with everybody, but. Like, the people who I were considered, like, true friends was, like, you know, the real, like, anti-authoritarian, like, outcast nice. kids. So well, kind of uh, was, you know, maybe uh, gothy? Is that? Sure. Yeah, my best friend was, like, super goth. Okay. Um, I, I, I you think... just dabbled in goth? <laughs> just, yeah. No, I mean, like, super goth. Like, he wore a cape. <laughs> I, went to a, I went to a high school very similar to that, and there were there were only, like, five goth kids, but they all hung out together. And there was like man. one man. All those goth kids goth. owe like a fucking sandwich to those Columbine kids because they just so alleviated <laughs> all the tension for them. Yeah. Like our new kids who were so beat up and just tra- traumatized. And then after Columbine, it was like, 
oh man, we get our own thing now, and we get to be just left alone. Yeah, you know, yeah, that does uh, that does make a bully thing twice. Although my buddy <laughs> Steve in high school, who we've had on the we've had on the show, he's a admitted bully. He he uh, <laughs> he, he uh, and now, he's a coach now, by the yeah, way. No, he's a gym okay. teacher. He admitted, teaches gym at the high school. He lives boy. in he lives in town. He's <laughs> he still goes to the high school basketball games just to hang out and. Uh, you know, admitted bully. We actually brought on a bullying expert and tried to convince <laughs> convince uh, Steve that bullying was not a good idea. And he was chall- he was kind of bullying no, the bullying expert. I kind of am the other way because I was bullied for like maybe two weeks or something, and then like because right. I moved to a different school like at ninth grade. You know what I mean? And that was the rural school, and uh, so people just go, "Hey, this is a new guy we don't know." But yeah. then like they learned I was funny. Like I mean, I you know I've worked on that my whole life, so. But uh, I honestly think there's a lot of good qualities to bullying. Like, it right. sucks to be bullied, but, like, if you're not bullied in high school and you're just allowed to be crazy eccentric, you're going to yeah. get bullied by, like, life later Yeah, on. no, there is. I mean, if we're, talking, not we're talking about basic uh, sociology. There is something to uh, – I mean, obviously, you know, shoving a guy in a locker yeah. every day isn't good. Yeah, right. there's But limits. there's maybe, there's maybe yeah, yeah, some, yeah. hey, I'm experimenting, and people call you out on it. Or, yeah, no one, no, one, no one should be, like, beat the shit up. But, right. like, if someone's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's weird. You, why do you it, smell so you bad? Go, oh, yeah. There's a lot of stupid behavior that I did <laughs> growing up. And it's like, you go, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I should probably... Change this. If you never, if someone never tells you directly, and you're an adult now, and you smell, they're not going to tell you. Yeah. They're just going to act right. Wrong, there's, there's, base, there's basic yeah. hygiene issues. It, yeah. totally, totally. Or like I remember when I dyed my hair purple. People told me that was a dumb idea. They didn't. They necessarily. I can't barely, believe you. You of all people. Oh yeah, do yeah. That. I know. I know. I have this like image of this like uh, you know alpha male sports junkie. It's funny. Like I'm glad you do. It's funny. Almost. That way. Almost in. Uh, it's weird. Now maybe. I don't know. Maybe your background's a little bit different. I felt like right in the middle as far as, uh, you know, like I played on the sports team, but I wasn't good. So I I still kind of got by on comedy. And then I went to Penn State for a couple of years. Oh, shit. And part of why I didn't really like like Penn State that much was it was just too much – um, kind of like a jock, singular mindset, and almost the the, and it really reared its head when they kind of like were defending Paterno and stuff like that. Yeah, so th- that stuff. Man, that was, shit angers me. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've gone off gone on, 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 on episode. I went at, to Virginia Tech, and it was like that place is crazy, like for oh, sports. Yeah, for sports. I mean, like, and it's like I've never. I just don't give a shit. My parents didn't give a shit about. My dad watches golf. Like all my life, he watched golf, and it's like. Yeah, that's it. Golf, I don't, I don't consider golf really a sport. It's like a napping soundtrack. Yeah, it's, it's like, something you throw on who just cares? to yeah. actively try and sleep. Yeah, it's like, like cheerleading. Most... I like, I appreciate you're doing something athletic for your body, but no one gives a shit. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> now, um, don't get too serious about this. In your uh, new CD, Unbearable, which you can get at uh, HamptonYunt.com. You got it, and it's uh, it's for free. It's yeah. for free. Take what you want, and uh, if you feel like donating. Throw me a couple shekels. Yeah, I was just listening to it say, uh, before, and I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to donate right after the program. Oh, come depending on. on depending on how you do on the podcast. We'll You're see. a comic. <laughs> it's all like communal. The yeah, the pool. Now, um, on your CD, I was listening to it, and you talk about how your your parents love a pot. Your parents like to get high a lot because they were kind of hippies. Yeah. Now, did that, did that <laughs> kind of not to talk about that anymore? Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I figured it was on the CD. I thought I'd no. Well, my dad was like, he's psychotic. I mean, like truly, there's like something kind of really off with him. But like, I'm watching your dog too. <laughs> What's he eating? Hold on. He's eating the uh, the the. Oh, he's trying to eat my the bike. bike lock. The bike lock. Yeah. You want me to wrangle? Yeah, you can him? take that away from him yeah, if you yeah, don't mind. Come on. Thank you. We're doing this now. Come on, buddy. Stop that. All right. <laughs> there sorry. It goes. Um, yeah, you know, but more so my dad, like, yeah. and it was, it's been a slow revelation to where I'm like, oh, my dad has been on drugs, like, <laughs> a, a lot of my life, and has been, like, doing acid and stuff, and it's like, wow. and true. So you thought your dad was just, like, a chill, cool dad? No, he's, like, the most aggressive, mean person I know. <laughs> he's he's so angry. Like so the that's drugs what, didn't that's, work. That's what blows everybody's mind when I'm just like, yeah, my dad loves pot, and they're like, yeah, right, come on, like. No. <laughs> He's also like a really hard alcoholic, so I think that is maybe okay. where that comes from. Like he'll start drinking at like twelve and it's like I call it yell juice at the house and yeah. it's like by six it's like everything's a huge argument. But he also gets high 
and the the re- weirdest thing is that was the only time he would really get like really emotional with me. Like he, when he's high, he would like grab me and be like, "I, I love you." <laughs> yeah, I something really your your friend you. would do. So uh, I'm like super not into pot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I can I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that uh, like you said in the in the CD that. Yeah, basically the idea of if something your parents do and they do that all the time and, they and they're so it. into it, yeah. immediately it's kind of a uh, <laughs> it's kind of a turnoff. It makes you think like, yeah. uh, this isn't cool. This isn't counterculture. <laughs> so instead of that, you become kind of a bookworm. Would you call yourself that? Or I mean, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, sounds... I just no, I guess. I mean, I wish I read more. I read comedy books like crazy now. Like any comedian biography thing, like that's kind of all the stuff I read. Like I'd be. I shifted from comic books to, like, complete collector attitude to comedy. Like, I get, like, a new comedy CD every week and just, like, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and it's just, like, I do a lot of YouTube research. Like, I'm just so into the history and chronology of things and I just have moved it to something else. Yeah. And it's so the same with, like, people are the same way with sports, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that's the like, same thing. Well, yeah, that's nerds. what I... Um, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I'm a sports fan the same way. It's like people, uh, people crap on sports. It's like, oh, you know, sports are pointless and blah blah blah. It's just a bunch of jocks. It's like, yes, you can apply that to everything. Life is pointless if we get meta enough. Okay, we have to apply. Right? Reasons. Oh, comic books mean a lot, but or the, the Oscars mean a lot. No, e- everything nothing. is kind of <laughs> nothing yeah. means a lot. It's for coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one thing. Right. That is one thing that brings guys together. Regardless, <laughs> it's a circle. A really Regardless quality. Of- Regardless of Circle sexual jerk. orientation, um, uh-huh. what, what you're a fan of, uh, artistically, politically, <laughs> that's one love we all you, share. You know, circle politics don't really come up in a circle jerk. <laughs> no. you, like, you guys vote well, for Ron Paul? <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Well, um, yeah, so you can apply it to religion also. I always felt like – because I was raised like super Catholic okay. and it was like – Yeah. If I was like the, some of these people in my church are talking like comic book nerds. Yeah, where it's they like, have, like, no, because in memorized. this chapter it says he held a sword, but later on he didn't have a sword. It's like <laughs> so there are no swords, and it's just like who cares? Yes. <laughs> so uh, that effect negatively affects King David's mana hit points. Um, <laughs> yes, no, I, I think I think the reality is whether it's religion, um, drugs, sports, or whatever. The I, you know. Human beings, our greatest asset and our greatest weakness is we're aware of the fact that we're going to die, that we're experiencing this human consciousness. So you're kind of just spinning out of control in this fabric. So you want to kind of get some order. You want to kind of get something that makes sense. Whether it's religion, whether it's comic books, you you want some order. And sports, hobbies, whatever kind of gives you that little... Okay, this makes sense. You're applying order to a cruel and unforgiving Exactly. Universe. You want to you set up a system. You want to set up a game plan. Hey, I do this, then this good thing happens. Or like, this is a good guy, this is a bad guy. If you want to get more into it, like, even, Let's get into even it, time <laughs> is like a nerdy thing. Like, it's, it's a concept we're applying to something that doesn't necessarily exist. Like, yeah. outside of Earth, like, we're yeah. basing it on our Earth rotation and everything. But it's like... There's no, you know, hard data that like there's a linear time no. going on. Yeah, we and just, it's just like time was just something humans made up to kind of, you know, yeah. so when somebody's wrap like, our heads ah, it's, around life. It's uh, seven thirty, you're like, whatever nerd. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh what do you yeah, <laughs> that the first guy that made a sundial? You might studied that. Week. My buddy Steve in high school used to put guys in lockers whenever he would bring up time. It was the same type of thing of like, <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> no, no. No, just, yeah, <laughs> he's, he would say because they're a faggot, but what he really meant, yes, exactly, was, was that <laughs> he was he was very uh, avant garde in that sense. <laughs> now, okay, so you're you're growing up in Virginia. Your yeah. parents are um, a religious household, a rural well, neighborhood. Well, it's so it's so complicated, but it's like my dad was in it for a little while, but like he uh, he was Episcopalian, so it's like he went to Catholic church out of kind of like lip service. Okay. For my mom, and then he fell out of it, and then it was like it only took a little while for me to be like, "Oh, I get it. You don't have to do this. Yes, if you right. don't want to." Okay, so you're doing that. Um, high school's going uh, grades wise. You all right? I almost flunked out. <laughs> I, I, I belched right before I said. <laughs> <it. laughs> sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like Barney. Uh, 
Barney from The Simpsons. <laughs> Barney, how was high school? No, I, I almost funked out, man. Um, I almost I, funked out of high school because he's. Oh yeah, I got, I got a ton wow. of. Is I that, got, was that some Albert Einstein type thing going on? Where, it's, uh, hey, he was too smart to just learn. He learned things too quick. Uh, I mean, it's like with any comic, it's like there's a, a lot of them. There's a strong element of like you're street smart. I will say that. I mean, like I think I have really high logic skills. Yes. Like. You say bullshit in front of me, and I'll think about it, and I'll fucking come at you and dissect it in front of you. But like, yeah, no, I noticed that uh, like, listening to your album. That's kind of your comedic style. The whole thing is just down. breaking things down. But it's like exactly. But it's like you, you know, when it comes to memorizing shit, I don't care about. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, but I absolutely have a great memory when it comes to things I'm passionate about. And you know, like public schools and everything, they're they're terrible with like enforcing the wrong things, like. Like, in other words, I was a really funny kid in school, and nobody was ever like, hey, like a teacher, like, let's help you become a comic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> teach I feel you, like, teach I feel you like, road skills. <laughs> I feel like a lot of comedians had the story of, you know, I always used to crack everyone up in class, and it really got distracted until the teacher one day said, okay, you get one minute at the end of class to say whatever you want, and that was my break into comedy. I never had that. I just would constantly be <laughs> I have cutting ver- people up and then just get yelled at, but I, I, have, a very, the, uh, I have a very similar story, which is that I, I was always cracking people up, but then one teacher was like, do you, need, uh, do you want a minute like to, uh, to do this? And I was like... Oh my god! Like you want me to like go up and entertain everybody? Like sure, and uh, but that was what I was thinking. I was like sure, and then she's like, "Okay, we'll go outside and be out there for a minute." <laughs> like I thought I was gonna get to perform. Yeah. And she was just like, "No, no, you misunderstand. <laughs> I mean, get out. Literally, <laughs> go Form take a to minute yourself. to contain yourself." I was like, "Well, that's clearly not the issue <laughs> here." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's no fun performing to yourself. Okay, so you're in high school, and then you, you said you went to Virginia Tech for college? Yeah, and then I dropped out. <laughs> okay, so you almost dropped out of high school. I went, what? I, well, I almost flunked out, and then now I went to... how do you get into Virginia Tech? I, I went to community school. college for a year, Oh, okay. and that's such a breeze, because it's such a, you know, it's such a free form. They're yeah. like, you know, just ace these tests. You don't have to come to class. Now, uh, now this is tests. always interesting it's to all me. I did. The community college world, like, you're 18, are you still living at home? Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that generally yeah. goes with the community. Yeah, I was. You're 18, living at home. What's what's like, are you getting chicks? Are you having a good time? I had a, I had a long-term girlfriend for a while during okay. that time. But then I, I broke up with her when I was like, oh, you want to, like, get married and stay in this town and have, like, kids. Oh, really? You know what I mean? She like, I, I, I thought everybody in the town who was my age was like, I can't wait to get the fuck away from this place. You know, like, I thought it was assumed well, I think I think I mean I didn't come from a small town. I guess it was kind of medium size, and I think there was a lot of that maybe in high school. Like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. But then, you know, once people grow up and they they kind of have something, or, or people feel attached to their family, or if they didn't grow up anywhere else, they they don't know anything else, so they kind of stay in and you know yeah. set, settle down. And uh, I think yeah, it's just like you know, every comic has got a lot of the same. I keep saying that every comic's got the thing. I'm big into hyper. The comics come. Sure. But uh, no, I mean, there's a lot of like, you need to become a comic. Like, you know, like I figured it out in college and in Virginia Tech. Like, I, I performed three times and then I was like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm out of school. <laughs> and I moved to uh, the D.C. closer area, you know, back to, back home that was still like drivable to D.C. and just like worked on comedy for the next, you know, four or five years. Yeah, no, I had that same type of thing where I was talking to a counselor at, at Penn State and said, yeah, I just want to move to Los Angeles and do stand-up comedy. They would be like, what makes you think you're good at stand-up yeah, comedy? It's like, I was like, well, I do uh, talk radio, and I know, but performing in front of people is a lot different. I was like, yeah, but I think I got this. <laughs> that's the thing. Everybody wants to discourage people from like doing shit that's like passionate or, like, you know, if it doesn't fit into this idea of what's normal, and it's just like, I have no respect for that. It's like, you know, I have total respect for people who are like, true artists or like give yeah. up everything just really don't give yeah. a shit yeah it's like come on this is <laughs> bullshit my i mean my hometown was just like a bowling alley and a blockbuster and an applebee's that was what was going on <laughs> now the like, blockbuster's I mean, got shut down now blockbuster's closed down i went back to visit recently blockbuster is closed down That's they had a barnes and noble and i used to joke like oh they're it's gonna funny. instead of like the old that down instead of laying off the guys at the old mill it's laying off people in the blockbuster <laughs> 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 i know it's these, it's, these it's guys coming with their tin 
pay a lunch fax. It's one of those towns that's like, why the fuck do you exist? When there's no factory or something, you're just like, you just, you're a bunch of gas stations that got out of control. Right. And then people started building houses around the gas stations. Like, you're a connection point between D.C. and Richmond. You know, there's no fucking point for you. And there was one thing, like, it was kind of an equestrian town. So there was, like, a lot of high society. And then there was, like, huh. the rednecks who take care of the horses. Oh, okay. So that was, uh, that was a very interesting. You know, it's kind of funny, that girlfriend back at, uh, in uh, high school, she was uh, on welfare. She was very, very. That poor. is hilarious. Was, no, it's kind of funny. She was like poor, poor as shit, very, very poor, and it was you know it was kind of sad and everything. But they had a horse. They just, like, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. That is that they is. They would literally have conversations like, "We don't know how we're going to make rent." Has anybody fed the horse today? <laughs> oh they drive and go feed the horse. And I, the first time I saw, it, like, I, they took me to go see the horse. I was like. I, to the mother, I was like, sell this horse. Like, you're crazy. Yeah. You, you we live. can't sell her. She's a part That's of the crazy. family. Smuckers to... is a part of the family, <laughs> Hampton. You don't understand. It Rocket. It was called Rocket. Rocket. <laughs> nice. And it, it, they never rode it. Really slow horse, only, probably. only one of them could ride it. Like, one had, like, help. What? How do you? How do you dude, how, how does, dude. How does that everyone ride the horse? Them. This is my agony. <laughs> I mean, this is the people, this is what I'm telling you. It's like there's certain people that you're just like, oh, you're retarded. Like you're you're really wow, s- dropping some R bombs on the podcast here. You're like never gonna get it. Now, now you seem um, we had just you just mentioned R something bombs. like uh, what if we did drop retarded children in foreign countries as bombs? Yeah, no more food aid. <laughs> you just got these issues just, to deal with. That would be so. Wait, quick, uh, <laughs> quick side note that uh, oh my god. Well, I feel I kind of feel awful telling this story, but it was. <laughs> so I was fucking this nun, right? And I pulled no. the rosary beads out of her ass. I was. Uh, she I was at a, shitting. At I was at. A, I was at a Starbucks <laughs> doing some writing, like writing my comedy. That's why I post up at the Starbucks, and there's a there's a Ugh, guy there, bragging. and uh, he's hanging out. He's like. Um, He's clearly the guardian of a mentally challenged person. Sure. Retard, as you like to call Hampton. And uh, I'm not the one. <laughs> no, uh, he's hanging out with them, and um, he's sitting there, and uh, the mentally challenged person's clear. Like, the other guy, his like guardian, is, like, typing away on the laptop, doing whatever. And the, the mentally challenged person's just sitting there, and clearly he wants to kind of, like, do what everyone else is doing. So he pulls out a dictionary, and he's got a dictionary open. He's got, like, a giant magnifying glass, and he's, like, just zooming in and out and just amusing himself to no end. Couldn't he use his giant glasses <laughs> yes, as magnifying glasses? He didn't, he didn't actually have them. He, no. uh, he had that look, but he didn't, he didn't have the glasses. <laughs> he had the giant magnifying glass with a light on it for some reason. And then out of nowhere, he... He just let loose the craziest fart I've ever heard in a public oh, place, and no one laughed. And it, <laughs> no one. And it See, was, it was like I wanted, and I had this moment where, like, I want to treat him the same. I want to laugh. Yes, but exactly. Then, and then part of me, you're I, depriving him. You're the only one. You're I know depriving it, him. I know of it the sounds. Normalcy. I know it sounds like a joke, but part of me was jealous of that freedom of just like living in a world where you don't. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, I appreciate the brain I have, and, and don't get me wrong, but there, there's just there's just got to be something freeing about having no restraints like that. I bet it smelled like just like beef jerky <laughs> and Mountain Dew Code Red. Just oh. like, oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm sure you had a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, I was next to a, a homeless woman the other day, just, you know, my girlfriend, and uh, it was just, she, this homeless woman just farted so loud, and I just started laughing because I was like, you're crazy, man. Like, you just... I love it. You're outside yeah. of society. And yep. you know what? Like, really. Like, they have a better life. The people <laughs> who are, like, out on the outskirts of society, it's like, you get to fart and not feel shame. I mean, but think I about it. I will never know that. I mean, think about it. Honestly, though, what, most of the... Most of the things that piss you off, as a, as a normal person who's just ba- – as long as you're operating above the poverty line, the stuff that really tortures you is the mental stuff. You know, it's like, oh, this thing at work or, oh, this thing with the job. It's like most of it is all stuff up in your head. It's not like physical pain or mm. I'm starving to death or I'm not – I don't have shelter. I don't have clothes. It's all – all the torture of the modern world is just up in your head. And if you – when you see these people that are kind of living on the outskirts of society or outcast for whatever reason and are completely free, 
there, there's a, uh, I guess there's something uh, appealing about that. Or, well, it's I mean, like it's like you know, going back to like kings and stuff like that. It's like the court jester was like a mentally retarded person, <laughs> and that was like. It was fun, but they also respected it because one day out of the year, the court jester would get to be king, and he would wear the crown, and or you know, like, and by the and also when the court jester was just normal, he was the only one who could insult the king. Yeah, it was the whole joke. It was like, you know, I mean, this well, yeah, it's, it's the same way. It's the same way in uh, you know doing comedy. You can kind of get away with more under the guise that you know you're kind of you're supposed to be a social commentator. You're not kind of. Attached to the same rules per se, you're 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 someone commenting on society. You can kind of go there. You mm-hmm. you're almost expected to. I feel like to some degree challenge kind of common ideas, common thoughts, etc. Now you're saying the word retarded, and you talked about um, or just in general like uh, running it. You seem like a very politically correct guy, but then you're also Ish. well, you're also a, a stand-up comedian. Now, how do you deal with that? Do you ever oh, do you I ever actually, get mad at yourself for no? Saying, I kind of thought about it and I was like. I believe in a lot of – like when a politician says something inappropriate, say. It's like, yeah, it's it's right to get mad at them and shit. But it's like it's my job to be like outside of society. I am the court jester. I am the guy who gets to insult everybody yeah. and gets to – this is my role in society. And it's like, yeah, I mean I, I thought about that after a point, which is like I only get offended when people who are non-comics – use you know derogatory language if you're a comic yeah you're my brother and you know like yeah. i think it's funny and we'll laugh and we'll have a good time but now now i Com- guess comedians the, that, tell the darkest most offensive jokes to each other but it's now, like that's now, not like if someone was you. if someone was joking around you know that isn't a comedian a dude on, uh-huh. on a construction site who is trying to do the same thing in a sense break tension um, you know, stuff like that, saying, you know, calling uh-huh. people retards or stuff like that. Would you, now, would you consider yourself offended? Would you I get would run up that? to that person and say, start writing a tight five right now <laughs> because it's a word. you have no business doing it. You're going to get fired, dude. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's more about my concerns that, like, society has to run effectively. Okay. So you're and saying, so like, like, as a, as a civilized society, we should try we, to not, yeah, use- exactly. But obviously, in uh, it's you know. like we gotta have the civilized society, and then we gotta have the dark, moist hole that is a comedy <laughs> club. It's like you know what I mean. It's like you get to be you go to your job, and you're this guy in a suit. But no one ever knows about the fact that at home, like you fuck your wife, and they'll right. never know how you fuck your wife, and that's right. a completely different thing. But it's also a part that's necessary for you as a human to have that. That outlet, but I, I, I agree we with you. I think there's, I think that's a, it's a healthy outlet. contrast of okay, this is the work yeah. life, this is society life, but it's weird now um, with the uh, convergence of social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, essentially your personal life is the the two. I feel like are really merging. Like maybe yeah. not so much as far as having sex with your wife, but oh hey, I'm hanging out here, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You're you're opening yourself up way more. You're showing more of that other side, which could be you partying a little bit or you know, hanging out with chicks or something like that. That normally mm-hmm. uh, your mm-hmm. future employer wouldn't know, but then they go on your Facebook and they see that. Yeah, that's going to be the real fucking ruin of us all. <laughs> Facebook is. I do I do a quick joke recently uh, that's about like yeah, just like. Those pictures are going to fucking – Yeah. You know, you can get denied a job by them looking at your Facebook profile. It's crazy. Uh, I mean it's just like – when are people going to accept that? It's like there's just a certain way that we are. We have these yes. outlets. We have these things. And like yes. can't we just accept it and this is a part of human hey, nature? people getting to, drunk is yeah, hilarious. Dude, the I know. photos are hilarious. I know a comic <laughs> who got fired because he put up a tweet during a meeting that was like, this meeting's boring, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. that was like funny – it was his comedy Twitter page, and then he got fired for it. And it's right. just like, dude, they got mad, uh, come on. Yeah, I know the He's there at the meeting. Clearly, he gives a shit. Are you telling me he's not allowed to do this? But I get it. Well, it's it like, would be the same. It would be the equivalent of you making a crack to your, your co-worker. Yeah, you know? And, oh, hey, this, d- this meeting's boring. But they, uh, the boss sees it as like, oh, you're putting it out there. Kind it, of as I said it, I kind of realized. I was like, you know, that is the thing. Is like now we have – we just 
there's no filter. And it's like what thoughts we have, people now know. Well, it's crazy because you feel like you're just telling your friends. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm just telling my friends on Twitter. But really, your Twitter is, for the most part, uh, public knowledge. Yeah, can we, public can we, record. Can we admit that like right now, between Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and just everyone having camera phones on them, this is like a fun 1984 it's yes. like a brave yeah. new world. If a brave, they never talk about the fun aspects in those societies. Like nobody in well, a brave new what, world was like, "Oh, I got, I posted a really funny joke, yes. and now the government's mad at me." Yes. Yeah, <laughs> or, well, oh my gosh, that's you know, part of you it. know that you know that chick Chuck hooked up with. Everyone has seen her breasts right now. <laughs> it, 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 this is the awesome part of uh, 1984. Now yeah. this is I, I wasn't the gonna... Matrix. No one ever, no one ever was like. <laughs> you know, talking yeah. about how fun it was to get into the the Matrix. Right, there is it's something like humans, and then they're enslaved. But it's like there was a process. There was a yeah. slow, gradual thing. Now, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's get to more. Let's get to you. How do you get out to L.A. Hampton? You're you mm-hmm. do uh, you find a knack for uh, stand up comedy? What was there anything that initially got you into comedy or? Um, just it was one of those things like I oh oh my this is actually kind of a sad story but I I've always just really wanted to do it and mm-hmm. then um, I was in college and I just like had like a really traumatic time or not traumatic sounds too dramatic was uh, it anything in particular I just had a really awful breakup and okay. then was like and was just like suicidal and was just like not doing well and was just like I couldn't fi- I had no role in society I was like. I was learning business, or, you know, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And it was like I always wanted to do stand-up. I was always told I should be a stand-up. I had severe stage fright. So, like, me doing it was always like – I always also assumed it was like, yeah, everybody wants to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you just assume right. everybody wants to be one. And then I did it and then, like, you know, it was fun. And then the third time was, like, fucking great. And I was just like, fuck this. Like, I'm going <laughs> to do stand-up comedy. And then – it it took a long time. I was I bombed then for a year. <laughs> yeah, of just straight bombing all the time. At like now, this is outside clubs. of DC, right? Are you going? Yeah, Wiseacres was this club that no longer exists. Okay. Was, now, would you? How many shows a week were they having at Wiseacres? I started off with once a week, and then quickly like was just hanging out all the time on the weekends and stuff, and just like learning everybody, you know, and and their acts and what they're like. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of like incredible comics out of DC who have moved out here now, but there's also a ton of people who are just incredible who like stayed and yeah. were there when I started, and they're just like amazing. Yeah, they just know? say, hey, we don't want to we don't want to go out to LA. We want to yeah, just hang you here. Know, and something always drags yeah, it down eventually. Whatever, but I got a kid. Like, yeah, exactly. Something like that. But it's like these people are fucking brilliant. Like I remember this guy called Joe Robinson who was like basically doing what Lucy K be- became like um, applauded for way before. Like it was like he was doing the whole like my kids are fucking assholes. I this was before that had broke, you know. Yeah. And then everyone was like, it's so amazing. I was like, Joe Robinson's been doing that for a while. <laughs> and just being so brutally honest with his wife and just like, I don't get fucked. And like, just, you know, super honest. And it was great. Yeah. Now, okay, so you're out there. You're kind of, uh, I imagine, working your way up in the D.C. scene, kind of hitting some other places on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. When do you make the call to move to Los Angeles? And, and why Los Angeles versus uh, New York? Or oh, interesting. What was the... Uh, what was the impetus there? Um, I won. I won DC Improv's like funniest comic after you know like three years into it, and that was like that month was like the turning point. Like I remember, I got asked to do a show that like some LA comics were coming out here, and they were like, "We need some people to open," and uh, like it was submission, so I submitted and I got it, and it was like that show. I just like annihilated. <laughs> like it was like. Things were starting to really click, and it was like, oh, my God. And they were like, you did better than us, and, like, what the fuck? And, like, you know, they were like, where where are you? Like, why don't you come out to L.A.? Yeah. And then uh, I won the D.C. Improv thing, and so I won a free trip to L.A. I took that. I had a week of amazing shows just for fun, and then, like, uh, I started – there's a club out in – or a theater out in Virginia called the Arlington Cinema Draft House, which is incredible – but, like, they have great comics come through. And so every comic that I featured or emceed from was, was, like, from L.A. Yeah. And they would always be like, hit me up. Like, come right. out. Like, please, I'll help, I'll help you out. So it just came down to, like, I knew, like, maybe two people in New York really well who could help me. And then, like, out in L.A., it was, like, nine people. And it was, like, 
LA's sunny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like yeah. it's fucking all right. You know, yeah. When it came down to it, I, I, my whole thing was like I chose to come out to LA over New York because I, I thought it was going to be really hard, and so I felt like if I went to New York, which was a lot closer, that I it would be easier to just kind of like uh, give up exactly. and then come back. We're like LA. Everyone I know who moved to New York would come down to do shows on the weekend in DC because. It was impossible to get weekend stage time. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, but then you're not sticking around and like doing sh- like yeah, learning right. from other shows you could be watching. And it was just like, yeah, you know. Also, all my favorite comics were out in in L.A. at the time. It was like Patton Oswalt and like Paul of Tompkins. At the time, that's who I was like most about. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I got to go watch them. Like, I want right. to go learn from them. And See the other thing is, to. the thing you also always hear is like, you go to New York to learn the craft, like super diamond tough. But I really have to give it up for DC. Is just like when I was there, that like five years or whatever is just like so good. It was open. The bare minimum at an open mic is like four audience members. You know what I mean? The absolute lowest, and then the best is like standing room packed yeah for an open mic yeah no that's and i awesome. had rule of the roost for the open mics i was doing two 15 minute sets a night yeah. every night for like three years straight and it's just like i was like you know what like and they say you go to la when you feel like you can sell what you have i was like maybe i'm not going to be huge but like i could get a writing job or do something like that like i just was like i'm ready like to to start yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense, man. So now you uh, you move out to L.A. and now how long was that? A- that was like two years ago. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. You've been enjoying Los Angeles so far. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I went to do the Portland Comedy Festival, and that's where I like bought my car to drive on down to L.A. And that thing like cut out so many times, and like I was freaking out, and I was just like living on couches for a long time, and. And I stayed in this weird old guy's house for a long time, and it was fun, but it was just like, I'm so glad it's like, I never had to get a day job for a while, like, and and it's just like, I got to just focus on going to comedy and, you know, watching comedy and doing it, you know, like, I just feel the first six months are so important. Well, I'd saved a bunch through doing, like, road gigs for, like, two years straight out on... You on know, the East, East Coast, because I was like, now, were you I knew I wanted job, to go to LA. Um, at DC? What were you doing during the day? Mo- I mean, it was mostly comedy for a, a long time, and I would help out my dad uh, with his business. But what, like, selling grown mushrooms? <laughs> it's gems and minerals. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. it's pretty hippie. That's awesome. It's pretty hippie. That, I Your mean, dad sells gems and minerals? Yeah, he's got the world's largest calcite collection, which is a, a very interesting mineral. It comes in every conceivable type. Oh, my so God. So it's like whatever you have an idea of with a mineral, it's like calcite comes in that. Oh really? That variation, that type. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really, it's really unique uh, family business. It's beautiful, but it's also like it's very stressful, and like it's also like he can't trust anybody, but like his kids yeah. to help him with it because it's just like someone could pocket one, and it's like that's two thousand dollars, like right there, and you wouldn't notice for fucking ever. Yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's calzite game, man. Yeah, cold blooded. But I, I did that, and I did like stand up, and we just always saved my money i like really saved my money for like two years straight and I, it was saved up like twelve thousand dollars oh there you go so i was able That's to nice live off egg. that for a really long time i was like sleeping on couches so i was living like the bare minimum out here yeah so I get devoted. <laughs> like, oh, really? I take it seriously, you know. Oh, did that's you plan cool, that out, or is, did that just sort of happen? You ended up with twelve grand, and was like, oh, I guess I could move out and. Oh surf. well, you know, I just was like, I was so ready to go. I was like, this is it. Like, you know, uh-huh. it, I I was going to do the Portland Comedy Festival, so I was like, what better time? I'm going to the West Coast. Like, I'll right. just buy a one way ticket. Yep. Do that, and you're doing it with a bunch of L.A. comics, so it's like I'll be fresh in their mind as like a good comic or whatever, so book. <laughs> you know? And then you'll be like, hey, can I ride with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew that like L.A., you know, the L.A. shows that I'd be starting out at would be like such bad, you know, no audience sort of things. Right. I was like better to start off like on a really high note. And yeah. then just like ride that for a little while. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. Now you, uh, I know you recently got a job as a creative consultant on ridiculousness. You want to uh, on MTV? Yeah, how'd that come about? Um, through doing uh, stand up. Like I met uh, Christian Degay. He's a really amazing stand up. He's really funny. And um, 
just doing stand up like we became really good friends. He's an executive producer over there and like um I feel like just doing a bunch of shows in front of him that were like I would do a lot of on the fly sketches with people. Uh-huh. Not not just stand up, but just like everything I did for him was like fresh yeah. for a really long time. So I don't know. I mean I, I've never really asked him, but I like to assume that was part of it is like because he told me, he was like, it's not just that you write like jokes well, but like you know how to just be funny and what is funny. And you can just like talk about that. And Because that most, most of the job is just like, is this funny? Right. Now, right. What, Why um, is it funny? Yeah, describe the premise of, for people of the of show. Of ridiculousness? Yeah. Okay, I can't, get to, I can't talk about it too much because like it's uh, – technically speaking, my job is supposed to be – it's supposed to be hands off. Oh, okay. So it's it's but it's like it's like um, a web clip uh, roundup show. So right. it's a uh, you know like a guy commenting on the videos in a humorous fashion. So sure. it's like we we come up with a lot of like riffing points and stuff like that, and he doesn't see them, and then like so I would say you know, similar. Spring it on him. Tosh point oh is that well Tosh point oh is saw, very is part of one episode. Tosh point oh is very like joke centered. You know, like oh. it's like they write a fu- a firm joke right. for it, and that's not is, our sh- our thing. Is like, what's the inherent funniness of these videos, and how do we lump them together that oh, okay. then that shines through? So it's a really different process. I mean, huh? Interesting. Yeah, okay, if you're like so. a hard joke writer, I think you'd have better success at Tosh Point oh. But if you're go. just somebody yeah, who's like kind of funny off the cuff, like that's the thing, and they're both valuable. You know, ways yeah. to approach comedy for exactly. sure. Exactly, one way or the other, getting some laughs. All right, now, um, <laughs> sorry, I was I was looking through my phone. I had to find this uh, this email that we're uh, touching on some news here. That this Good. was, I got an email, and um, now you're you're a you're a fan of the Twitter, right there, Hampton. We were talking yeah, I'm, about I'm, you. I'm into it right now. Hampton at Hampton Yunt. <laughs> Hampton Yunt. Okay, and uh, check him out there. Now, you know, even as though a, I think it's morally degrading society, yes. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm willingly participating in our cultural hey man, suicide. We got, we got to play the game, right? So <laughs> it's get it's real fun right before it gets really bad. <laughs> the candle burns <laughs> brightest right before it goes out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, supernova right before it explodes. Okay, now I tweeted this out. You heard the um, the rumors about Demi Moore allegedly was uh, getting into nitrous, right? Yeah. Did you hear that? She's, yeah. she's involved in some whippets, you know, woman down her luck, so I decided to crack wise on the Twitter. Mm. I wrote, see, I'm not crazy. That was Demi Moore that I saw in the parking lot of Veterans Stadium outside the Fish concert. <laughs> I read that. That was very Hashtag funny. Hashtag nitrous. Okay. That was you know, funny, man. Didn't, didn't get a lot of action on Twitter, but still, like, whatever, a little, a little line. Then I get this email. Uh, it's, uh, <gasps> it says, your Twitter post. Please read ASAP. Yes. Smiley face emoticon. I was like, what oh, the heck is this? Already. Hi, Sean. Hope you're well. I noticed you made this post on Twitter. And then she has a screenshot of said post. She goes on to read, I work for Us Magazine Weekly. Or, uh, sorry, Us Weekly Magazine. And would love to get more observations of your Demi sighting. <laughs> when did this actually take place? Who was she with? Her mood. <laughs> Clearly this woman's not a Nitrous fan. Etc. Any details would be amazing, exclamation point. I appreciate your time. And this can all be anonymous observations as well. We are on a deadline, of course, so please email me back as soon as you can. Does this, th- I mean... Did, did you email her? No, I, 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 keep think, I keep going through different drafts of uh, what <laughs> I should you. email her. Yeah, yeah who gets... Is it, a, who gets- uh, accused of libel them or you if is, you tell them is wrong this like could you find any firmer proof of the fact that this is totally bereft of like yeah. morality or intelligence <laughs> they're going off of people's twitter posts for their hard news uh, it's like give me a fucking break they're, yeah they're, i mean you just yeah. showed how lame you are about your <laughs> fact finding you consult twitter yeah. no no and literally <laughs> a joke like a mistake a joke. you're oh. a comic it took a n- one more click to go sean green comedian no it didn't even take that because literally in my timeline the next tweet was <laughs> the next tweet after that was Demi Moore was just cast in the new Fast and Furious strictly for the nitrous hookup. So that's another <laughs> and Variety hits you up. Yeah. Really? Can you consult well, us? He, he got the oh inside scoop. I mean, God. Veteran Stadium has been gone for a long time. Just that alone. <laughs> 
Wow. And just like it's such a clear. Yeah, well, she's and, going and here's, to fish concerts. <laughs> well, and here's the thing too. Like oh I was always, God. I was always of the mindset of. Oh, these celebrities, they just say the tabloids make everything mm-hmm. up, but they got to be somewhat real, right? Because they can't just it's print a, it's libelous a, it's stuff. It's a mix. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everybody says to every lie, there's a grain of truth. And it's just like, and then the rest of the soup is made of bullshit. Yes. <laughs> there's one grain of yeah. truth and then a sea of shit. Yes. And it's just like, I mean... I don't know what to say other than it's just like they're consulting Twitter. They, they also do a lot of stuff of was Demi Moore at Veteran Stadium doing that? <laughs> oh, oh, like, oh, we're just asking the question. We didn't right. say if, she did. If it. you had responded with like a fake story, they would have ran that story. I know that was the yeah. And like, that was the weird that's thing. Like, where part of it me, scares me. Part of me wanted to like honestly. Part of me was like, this would be a hilarious joke if I wrote back and then they actually printed it. But then part of me is like, wait, what if this woman is in rehab or what if she wasn't doing nitrous or what if this story running caused her to like lose a sponsorship or cost her some money? Like, I don't really. I, I just want to goof on people. Or I don't want to actually herself. ruin. Yes. Let's let's be honest. We. As a society, came very close to killing Britney Spears as as yeah. a whole. Like I was told, I've been, the I moment it started happening, I was like, "We're killing her." And it's like it goes back to the Romans and their games <laughs> and shit. And it's like they would kill the Christians with the lions, but we decide to kill the Christians from inside with like inner lions that eat yeah. you from inside out. Like we keep Britney goes, Spears got you the see down. the spiral. Like, tell me you don't see the, like, the, Kardashians the after next. effects. It's like, exactly. Kim Kardashian, the wave of hate. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I think she'll just kind of fade out because she's not going to go insane. But she seems impervious to I the think haters. the Britney Spears one was the last one where it was like, are we going to, like, we were like, are we going to kill her? Yeah, Are we yeah. going to go that extra st- No, no, no. Let's not do it. Like When I when I saw her head shaved, I was like, that, all right, we've gone dude, too far. This that's woman a shaved a perfect... <laughs> she, she she's no go, longer attractive. She can't we've go anywhere on her own right now. Like, her dad... Well, her dad just gave up custody of her... Custody of a grown woman to the husband, who clearly is going to be like, you know, just fucking manipulating her. Sign this, sign that. He sounds like a, he sounds like a great guy. All right. Now, this is... Um, Lohan will be next. She'll kill herself. Oh. I, I, well, dude. She's hit, she's hit rock bottom. It's a bully so culture. She was, she was a yes. It comes all back to bullying, but it's 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 fun when they're in the and tablets. There's, but there's the extreme. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun for us. People that underestimate. A, it's it. really fun for me to do cocaine off a tabloid because I'm just like they don't even know. They have no idea. Well, speaking of cocaine, um, this man has had a lot of run-ins <laughs> with cocaine over the years, and the Super Bowl, New York Giants. My dad. <laughs> Yes, he's also into gems and uh, diamonds. Lawrence Taylor. He was. Uh, you're. Fr- I know you're not a big sports guy, but you know Lawrence Taylor. Are you familiar with him? Um, what did he do? <laughs> well, that, that's how I know him. He I was, know all my all my uh, uh, sports players by like, oh, that rapist. Yeah, that, that rapist. He plays really good basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like I never go, oh, that basketball player is a rapist. Yes, like, some oh, rapist. Some guys transcend really the terrible. sports world and you know get it in the entertainment <laughs> pop culture for. Uh, you know, the run-ins with the law. LT was a, a dominant linebacker in the 1980s, of oh, course. Yeah. Redefined the position. And uh, since then had a lot of issues with drugs, yeah, alcohol, I know et cetera. Now. Yeah, His yeah. latest run-in was he got arrested, um, let's see, maybe sometime last year or whatever, for uh, an incident with an underage prostitute. His wife actually came to his defense and, uh, and took him back and, and the whole thing. Jesus. He ended up getting six years probation. Uh-huh. Now this is him. This is Lawrence Taylor opening up on uh, Inside the NFL, and he's a guy who, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where you think like, oh, this is Lawrence Taylor. You know, I'm a changed man. Things are going to be different. But the the interview uh, really didn't go that way. This is a this, this is a clip of uh, Lawrence Taylor. You're telling, me, you're telling me you're different. I'm what no, have you... I never told you I was different. <laughs> no, no, I Dude. never told you that. So no, no, it's possible I that this. But it's, I never said I was different. I'm just saying this. I realize the times have out. changed, and there are consequences for every action that uh, you um you do. 
I mean, if you go on, no matter if you think it's innocent or not, but <laughs> yeah, you're innocently hooking up with an underage prostitute. <laughs> it's funny, like before he got onto this, it was all about, well, what did you learn, Lawrence? Well, I learned that in this 24-hour news cycle, you can't get away with stuff that they would, <laughs> you know, previously athletes were allowed. Does, <laughs> does he understand why he was arrested? No, like, no not he, at all. Like, does he think he was is wrong? But, like he had stolen candy earlier that day <laughs> and was like, oh, it's about the candy, and he's. Never Never let that go. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, I get it now. It's bad to steal candy. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, it is... just gets in the way of your underage uh, prostitute sex, <laughs> honestly, in the end. He is he is really unclear. Dude, that guy was giving him an out. <laughs> yes. No, they're, yeah. they're like, so you're saying you changed. No, no, I didn't say no, that. Don't, like, he's don't put words in my mouth, he, white he's devil. <laughs> he's worried that Chris Collinsworth, the guy asking the question, or people out there in TV land, Whoa, LT's changed? Oh man, I'm selling my jersey. He's, I guess he's worried yeah. about, I didn't sell it. He's worried about losing street cred. Hey, LT kept it real, man. Dude. All right, here's here's His more of LT. Essentially, just not apologizing. There are consequences for every action. But this wasn't innocent, though. This was an underage girl. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. And that's pretty serious. And I'm just saying, as society as a whole. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> They're giving him so much. Like, listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not here to judge. Okay, society, quote yeah, unquote. I know. They're the ones who have a problem with you having sex with underage. Me, I'm cool. I'm cool. They're all watching right now, by the way. So be careful with your next words. It's just like, it's so funny where it's like murder can be justifiable. But it's just like when you're like, you're trying to fuck some underage person with like Joe Paterno and shit like that. It's just like, dude, there's never an appropriate time. It's never like, hey, whoa, whoa. She was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I mean. Here's the thing. I, I'm I'm not defending Lawrence Taylor, but I I think what Jerry Sandusky did was on the scale worse. Obviously, what oh, LT, way worse, way worse. Obviously, LT. Yeah. I mean, she was 16, 17. I, I don't know. I'm I, being liberal. It's a weird. It's a weird. Running game. It's a weird line to draw. Back. Yeah. You know, it's just like this guy has no moral culpability. <laughs> no. She fucking takes no. him back. The least he could do is go. Yeah, that was wrong. In every interview, go. Yeah, that was wrong. Oh no. Just for his wife's sake. No. So she doesn't look like a fucking idiot. See, <laughs> you know, you do not back. know. You do not know Lawrence Taylor Hampton. Because here, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, people are going to look at it and go. Come Absolutely, on. this is the underage girl. All I can do is ask a question. How old are you? <laughs> That's all he can do. That's all he can do is ask. And a question. you cannot have sex with a prostitute, <laughs> so, you dumb fuck. <laughs> That's all I can do. Is- all right. Wait. Yeah. Whoa. 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 Sorry, what am I going to do? Not have sex with a prostitute? <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this. <laughs> and he temples his fingers and get, looks at the guy very seriously. Like, I mean, really, I ask you this. <laughs> He's like, theoretical, what do I do? If I can't pay a woman to ejaculate inside of her, I mean, what kind of society do we now live in? <laughs> Underage girl, all I can do is ask a question. How old are you? That's all and I can did. do. That's all I can do is ask the question. Now, the, 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 whether or not the girl was underage, yes, okay, she turned out to be underage. I'm sitting in the Dagon police station and wondering, oh, wow. Uh, what time I'm going to be let out here if I can go play golf? I got a tea time. <laughs> oh my god! god. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that it was how serious it was until the then uh, had an interview. Until <laughs> <laughs> this interview, until yeah. I walked into this room. Yeah, he had wow. he had literally no idea. Um, <laughs> the daggone police station. He's acting like it's in the heat of the night. It's <laughs> some just, sort of like just racial, like, you know, they've got me there and they're grinding me. Like, hey, how long do I have to jaw on <laughs> about this before I can go hit some balls? Oh, my God. I love that. What? I love that. Uh, yeah, he was just worried about his tea time. He admits it wasn't worth his full attention at the time. <laughs> yes. He's admitting this was, he perceives this as complete bullshit. <laughs> this guy is a fucking national treasure. No, yeah, I love how it wasn't like. Oh, I love him. He did. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't even. He's never come to the idea that the prostitution was wrong. In his that, never entered his mind. No, not for a half a second. I mean, his wife <laughs> must be can't just even like, get there. There must be still... something with like uh, LeBron. Uh, like LeBron's wife just left him and everything. Like, oh, did she? I didn't. I didn't. Right. That. I don't. I, I, I don't that. follow any sports. Okay. So I think I, just got, I, I think LeBron just got married. 
But it was a. Oh. It's been a wife. Who, you know, a, who just left the guy and like taking seventy five. Oh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe, Sorry, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. See, I, I don't. No, was, no, there you who go. Who was that? I I which which that. one of the monsters in Space Jam was this? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. less basketball. Well, he's he's a monster, but not in space. It's in a. Uh, it's in a. It's a condominium in Colorado. <laughs> That's, that's where his monstering goes oh, on. Oh, my God. But we move past it. We move past it uh, as a society. Michael Jordan, untouchable. The yes. guy fucks more women than all of them combined. Yeah, Michael Jordan had a, had a nice run. Untouchable. I mean, he, dude, he, he's so untouchable, he came back into the cultural, subcon- uh, cultural consciousness with a Hitler mustache. Yeah. Yes. And people were like, man, that guy plays good basketball. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I remember pick, that just guy. Just pick up a ball, Jordan. Just pick up a ball. We want to see it. I, I know it's it's one of those. He does things. a zig heil while dunking? <laughs> That's how he dunks it in a zig heil. I did a uh, I did a uh, we had a comedy garage a Halloween version and we did it as uh, you know dressed up as Halloween characters and I was like oh I know what I'll do I'll do the Hitler mustache and go as Hitler Michael Jordan from the Haynes commercial and that'll be all my stand up comedy yeah. will be about how I'm Michael Jordan but I mm. also love that genocide <laughs> okay. on the Jews and, and the whole yeah. thing about how it wasn't a mistake and how yes I <laughs> I really enjoy it. and. Just it bombed horrifically. Like you know, honestly, you don't strike me much as a character. Well, yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, if I'm, if I'm and, and, that is a funny concept that it's a, you should it's have sold concept. to a yeah. character. That is guy. true. You're a truth teller. My well, exactly. by the way, the audience may not have known too much about what you were talking about, but also you weren't wearing a Bulls jersey. You were wearing the <laughs> North Carolina jersey. Were you wearing no, like no, the Haynes commercial like, outfit? Well, I was wearing the Wizards jersey when Michael Jordan oh, played the on the Wizards. Oh, no. So I was. Oh, no. I was. I think I was asking too much from the audience. You were being, you were being more accurate, but yes. at what cost? I know. What I, know? I was asking them to imagine that I was black, that I was Michael Jordan in the Wizards era, which not a lot of people remember, they and that bald. I was also about this one commercial. So I think there was just there was too many references. I was asking if you had come out in a jersey from that animated show Pro Stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just like, hey, it's me, Michael Jordan. You didn't do blackface, did you? No, I didn't. That was another Shit. thing. Yeah. I should have. Uh... Dude, it's a comedy garage. <laughs> Nobody would have been like, wow, Sean really, <laughs> Sean really was a, uh, an evil person tonight. Yes. He did it instead because he just. Had a Hitler mustache. Well, I felt like Hitler mustache was pushing it, and I also wanted my Hitler mustache to pop. I felt like if I would have... Don't you see how two negatives make a positive? If you do blackface and a Hitler mustache, I would have been two invincible. negatives canceling I think it. It would have been absurd at yes. that point. I, and I think it was just like the thing of, yeah, I, people won't be able to see my mustache because if I wear black... You know, shoe polish, <laughs> black face. You don't have the full makeup kit. <laughs> it was a lot from brown to black. It was a production value. That was the thing. Oh, there was a not enough. There wasn't a big enough budget to pull it off. I should have known. I should have realized. Instead, I just uh, I just threw it in there regardless. <laughs> What's next? All right, we got some more. We got. Uh, let's see. We got time. One more for here. Um, Okay, let's see. I never get to check the news, so this is actually kind of exciting to catch get up. A little, get a little <laughs> news here on what's going on. It's like I follow politics through like Reddit, but like not no like any you know. If an earthquake happens, I don't know about it. It's you know what I mean. Right now. I don't know about. I'll it. know if you know Michelle Bachman does something crazy. Yeah. but that's about it. That's yeah, the biggest deal is the Republican debates right now. Nothing's really going on. Well, speaking of the Republican debates, no. you see that. Uh, well, I don't have the audio on it, but I just saw that Snoop Dogg endorsed Ron Paul. That was stupid. Yes. That, well, that's, oh, that's, that's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, because I guess weed to be legal. Right, and supposedly <laughs> Ron Paul short-sighted these... piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. He had some supposed meetings with uh, you know KKK members and supposedly some right racial. No, uh, dude, this just this that. just came out. You dude, don't believe it? Anonymous, the hacking group, they. Check their history. What's there not to believe? There's they a picture of him lie. with a guy who is in the yeah. Ku Klux Klan. He already, oh, I never heard about that. I yeah, heard yeah, about yeah. letters and that already he supposedly on, written that just sounded totally bizarre. On the surface level, he already did. And it's out. I mean, he accepted a, a whatever, some small donation. But it was a donation from a white supremacist group. Right. With no, like, and he was like, oh, what wow. am I going to do? Return their money? Their money's good. It's fucking money. Oh. Yep. <laughs> like he was saying, I love that he's like, I don't believe in money, but I'll take it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, Ron Paul, I think, suffers from the same thing that the Dave Matthews Band does, and that people are just annoyed by their fans, so they just like <laughs> totally turn off to the music. I mean, I I don't know if I don't if I don't like Ron Paul or just everyone that talks about Ron Paul is really annoying about talking about He's Ron Paul. Somehow co opted like these like nerdy, yeah, like nerdy people who I kind of would respect because I'm like, hey, at least you're challenging authority. But they're, like, they're kind of intellectuals, but then they're also they're they're the conspiracy theory people. Like I, I was doing a funny riff in the car with uh, my girlfriend, which I thought was like, oh, maybe I'll take this to stage. But the idea is like, Ron Paul always says something kind of reasonable, and mm-hmm. then he tops it with something just totally ridiculous where he loses everybody. So he's like, ah, oh, we need a smaller government. Like, and everyone's like, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. like smaller government. He's like, so we need to get rid of schools. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. No, like, just say the first part <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean he did the same thing on defense it's like uh he hit a line about like we need to we don't need and you know this many crazy nuclear bombs and, and people are like, like yeah, anybody that, can that agree with his original point and then, and then he like, goes and then he goes and i'm fine with iran developing their nuclear program no, like, no. come on dude we live no. in the real world when when you're developing a nuclear program and you actively say you're trying to end the jews i feel like that's that, it'll I be have like, a problem with you that. know we, we just need to take responsibility for ourselves like, yeah, yeah. So that's why we need to repeal the Civil Rights Act. You're like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> you separate, almost were there. but equal is equal, okay? Yeah, Who's dude. the government to say that I can't allow and certain types of people in my business? Here's the best thing. Everything we just said is exactly what he's said. It's not a joke. He actually went in that pattern. Well, it, it's it's like with all the libertarian uh, ideas. You, the broad idea is good. Hey, l- we should govern ourselves. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, that means we should get rid of the police, the fire department, yeah. all this other stuff. And you're like, well, no, not wait, get that rid of crazy. corporations. Will make their own police department and their own <laughs> fire department because. My God, in the last 10 years, corporations have really shown to be such great upstanding characters. Like, yeah. what fucking reality is, yeah, is he in touch with? Next thing you know, that like, our firefighters are outsourced to China. It's like and- communism works amazing in theory. In right. theory. But yeah. the fact is, people are corrupt, and we need to have fucking systems in place to protect us. Right. Same way with the libertarian. Even if it's is fucked on the up, at least the there's a system in place. I, I generally believe that like the rich assholes will go even further. Like yeah. I don't know what. No, they've learned their lesson. In. They have enough money, Hampton. <laughs> why would they? Why <laughs> they would they want money. more money? I know. I love that. Where it's like, oh, dude. What, especially it was so heartbreaking with like even the Enron thing, where it's like, dude, you have like a hundred million dollars, and you were scamming the company for seventeen million dollars, like. What the fuck is wrong with you on yes. a fundamental level? Is well, it just the same greed? thing? Like, like uh, it can't be just greed. It's ego or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, they ego. get off on it. I mean, I'm sure the same way with. Um, oh, Jesus, name's escaping me. Well, the, the Madoff, the, Madoff, the whole yes. Madoff scandal. Like he was, <clears throat> he was competing with his rich friends. They were all buying like more expensive. Yeah, yeah is it competition? Because that's the thing that this is what's funny. I kind of realize this about crime is like they always say there's like the three reasons for crime. I may, may fuck this up, but one is like necessity, the other is like um, uh, power, and then the other is like um, uh, respect. Right, and it's yeah. like they don't need power. It's not a passion crime. What is it for? Respect. And yeah. in that same way, corporate criminals are the exact equals to criminals on the street like gang members it's the same mentality yeah i gotta impress my friends no and it's the same way with like the mafia and stuff unless there's a force that sociologists have not discovered that's got to be it we've seen the wire when um who's the main dude in the wire the uh the main i've never seen it i need i need to dude i I mean i just watched american horror story no i bad. i love i'm always the guy that i'm always the guy that uh, i was finally hanging out with someone who has netflix and i just wanted to ask everyone who's told me to watch stuff on netflix what should i watch but the wire wire, is actually a great show i sat down and watched it anyway the um uh, whatever uh one of the dudes who kind of gets off at the end and uh, they were basically like, "All right, you can get off, blah blah blah, but you got to turn your back on the game. You got to put it away. Mm-hmm. Now, otherwise, you're going to go to jail. All uh-huh. the, all these charges are going to be back, blah blah blah." And then he just um, he's just walking on the street, and he just goes up to some dude. He like tries to go legit for a little bit. He just goes up to some dude, and he's like, "Yo, what's my name?" And the guy didn't know who he was. <gasps> and then he just like hit him over the head with oh. a gun, and was just like. Yeah, That's awesome. Bad. Yeah, it was. It was pretty sweet. It's like the Sopranos <laughs> for Baltimore. <laughs> Dude, Baltimore's fucked. The last time I was home, I, I drove down a part of it because I had a gig at like kind of uh, the hipster enclave that was in the bad neighborhood sort of thing. 
and I was like driving through it was shuttered buildings just it was like Mad Max it was people were literally like just in their underwear walking through the street just like looking up at the sky going like what the fuck? Yeah, and no. it was it was awesome, kind of in that way. But it was like I was like I kind of always get up and I'm like, man, we're all fucked. This is kind of fun. Like, yes. you know, as long as you acknowledge the spiral, the spiral can be fun. Certain craziness <laughs> in uh, humanity. All right, what man. was the uh, Republican thing? Oh, what was the Republican thing? Oh no, I was just talking about the Snoop Dogg. Oh, Ron the Paul. Snoop Dogg thing. And uh, yeah, there was just Did some... Snoop the Civil Rights Act look into it and <laughs> realize like. Why Ron Paul is hey, a racist piece of a, shit. It's a little short-sighted, but, uh, you know, otherwise... Hey, weed. I, you know, hey, if, that gets, if, he, if Ron Paul gets out that many African-Americans out of prison <laughs> because he, he uh, makes weed legal, yeah. like, yeah. think about... That would do more for the black race than Obama could ever hope to do. Exactly. Ever. He kept it. Ron Paul's the realest G of all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... It's, but it, I'm sure his reason would be like, let's get them all out of prison so we can hunt them for game. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, so we can, so we can, he's so got to top himself. So we can set up jobs where there's no minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like there will be a ton more jobs, a ton more jobs when there's no more minimum wage on Paul. Exactly. One dollar an hour. I'll be hiring people. Oh, dude. All right. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Logan, you want to wrap things up with your haiku here? Let's do it. LT kept it real. Just go Google comedy. To fart is freedom. All right, everyone, and uh, Hampton, thanks for coming on the program. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Now, where can uh, where can people check you out? Uh, HamptonYunt.com. Uh, my free CDs there. Please check it out. Just take it if Very you want. Very hilarious. And, uh, you know, throw me some shekels if you feel like it. Just Google comedy. You'll find I'd love him. to make some new friends and fans. All right. Good times, man. Right. And uh, you guys can check me out on my other podcast, the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We have our big Super Bowl episode, which will be posted today, if you're listening to The Green Room, on Friday. Or, uh, yeah, it'll be active, obviously, anytime up to kickoff, breaking down the big Super Bowl this Sunday. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week. On SeanTGreen.com. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Check out Sean Green's comedy CD, The Whiskey Dick, now available on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. And visit the comedy garage movie.com. What do you seen her walk by in them tight jeans? And he looked at her like that smile.